Amon Rainey here from Sage Investors, and I'm here to do a quick mind map analysis of one of my most recent investment decisions, which, which was to buy shares in FedEx, ticker symbol FDX. Uh, this video is also available in podcast format. You can download it through my website, sageinvestors.ca, or you can download it through Apple Podcasts. So one of the things about investing is it's a very iterative process. You kind of, when you're going through your process of making investment decisions and evaluating companies, it's a very iterative, repetitive process. You're asking yourselves the same questions over and over again and ultimately leading you to make a decision whether you want to buy, sell, or not even, or hold a stock. So what I'm going to share with you here and what I share with you in all my videos is, uh, is sort of my thought process in answering what I think are some really core fundamental questions that you have to ask yourself every time you're evaluating a stock or an ETF. And so I'm just going to walk you through uh, how I went about trying to figure out whether if I wanted to buy shares in FedEx. So the first question I always ask when I'm looking at a company is, what do they do? What do they sell? What products and services do they sell? What is their value proposition? What makes them unique? compared to other types of companies out there. So when we look at FedEx, FedEx is essentially a shipping company. It's a logistics company that helps you know, essentially ship uh, products from point A to point B. So it's involved in shipping uh, and also other business logistics services. Is essentially the best. It is essentially, a, uh, you know, for my take on it, is it is one of the most dominant, best of breed, uh, shipping companies, transport, um, you know, courier type companies uh, out there. And it's just you just look at the size of the scale of it. They have, you know, if you just look at their 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 infrastructure, you know, they have almost 680 planes and almost 160,000 trucks. And just to give you some context on that, Amazon, which I'll talk a little bit about as we go along, uh, they have uh, 60 ships, 60 planes, and about 20,000 trucks. So they're pretty, they're pretty dominant, and they've d developed a very strong infrastructure for shipping goods. And I guess when you're talking about value proposition, what makes them unique and what, set it, what sort of made FedEx sort of a pioneer, I guess, in, in shipping was the whole uh, value proposition of overnight. Getting goods from point A to point B really fast. So that's in a nutshell what FedEx is. That's what they're all about. They're a logistics, shipping, logistics service company. Uh, who are their competitors? Who are their main competitors? Well, there's other shipping companies out there. Uh, the most notable one would be UPS. Um, here in Canada, we have the Purolator. Um, and then we also have the postal companies. Canada Post. Uh, United States Postal Service. Those have traditionally been the main competitors for, for FedEx, but over the years, over the last, really, there's been a, a major change over the last 
10 years probably in the sense that, uh, as I said earlier, Amazon has now become a bit of a player in the area. And then we've seen other kind of disrupting kind of companies like Uber enter the place uh, who are really competitive, being competitive uh, in terms of that overnight, last, the last mile uh, shipping concept same-day delivery, overnight delivery. So Amazon and Uber have really tried to, made a really big push into trying to really take on uh, some of that shipping uh, groundwork uh, that have no, traditionally been held by the postal companies, by FedEx, and by UPS. So there's a fair lot of, a lot of competition going on in this space. So <clears throat> that leads to another question that I'll ask, which is, uh, who buys stuff from FedEx? Who are their customers? Uh, essentially, the type of customers that would go and use FedEx are people that are under basically a time crunch, time sensitive. People that have uh, customers, people who want to like get stuff from point A to point B, the whole overnight shipping concept. Overnight, same day uh, delivery. Uh, E-commerce companies. Uh, companies uh, that need to get stuff, you know, who are shipping large amount volumes of goods, who need to, you know, multinational type uh, multinational type players, companies. So these are the type of people that would normally be associated with and be using a company like FedEx. Which then leads to the next question, okay, that's great, they're using FedEx to ship some stuff from point A to point B, but are they just doing it once in a while, or are they doing this over and over again? And the, the nature of shipping is that it is a very recurring transaction. And so from an investment point of view, that's kind of, that's kind of things we want to see, is we want to invest in companies where there's a demand for their products and services, over, uh, re repeated demand for their products and services, because if there's a repeated demand, that means there's consistent cash flows, which ultimately is going to make the business more viable and increase the chances of it to being more profitable. And that essentially leads to the next question that I'll ask is, once I know a little bit about the company, what their competitive environment is, and who their customer base is, and I feel pretty good about it, then I'll want to know, okay, let's start looking at some numbers and saying, okay, is this a company that is actually creating tangible wealth? Is this company actually making money? So one of my go-to metrics when I'm trying to measure a company's financial performance is economic profit, which is looking at a company's return on invested capital versus their weighted average cost of capital. And companies that are creating tangible wealth will generate returns on invested capital that are greater than its cost of capital. And ultimately, stock prices uh, will trade at a premium. Companies that can demonstrate that they're creating positive economic profit, high returns on invested capital, will be traded, will be priced at a premium. And that's ultimately what we want to buy, so we want to buy companies and stocks and businesses that are going to increase in value. So when I looked at FedEx, their returns on invested capital over the last couple of years have ranged between 7 to about 17%. And when you compare that to the company's cost of capital, that's about 9%. So when I look at it, to me, this is a company that's creating tangible, um, tangible economic profit, uh, tangible wealth for its shareholders. The company's return on an equity, which is another metric I like to tap into, is uh, trading at about 16%. So this is a company that's creating double-digit returns on invested capital, double-digit returns on equity. Those are kind of good things we want to see as investors when we're evaluating the financial performance of a company. Next thing I want to look at is I want to look at the financial strength of the company. How is this company 
strong enough financially that it's going to stay in business for a long time. You know, ultimately, we want to buy companies that are going to be in business for a long time, or uh, be um, going to be around for a long. We don't want to buy companies that are going to go out of business tomorrow. So when we look at when I look at a company's financial position, I'm I'm going to go to the company's balance sheet. And when I'm looking at a company's balance sheet, there's basically three areas I'm I'm really interested in. Uh, I want to look at first of all the liquidity, the ability of the company to generate cash flows that will cover their day-to-day -day uh, operations. Currently, um, when I'm looking at their company's current assets and comparing it to the company's current liabilities, their current ratio comes out at 1.44, which means it has more than enough cash, uh, current assets, to cover their day-to-day -day current liabilities. So that's a good thing we want to see. Next thing I want to look at is your debt level. What's the ratio of debt to equity? And so when I looked at FedEx, it's pretty high. And that kind of makes sense because the fact of the matter is it's a very high capital intensive business. They've got 600 planes, 160,000 trucks. It's a very capital uh, tangible because they're dealing with the concept of shipping goods. You don't ship goods you know, through you know, holographs, they, you have to get them from point A to point B and that costs a lot of money. So it's a very highly capitally intensive business. It makes sense for a company to have a high level of debt. And that kind of feeds in also to the companies with the high level of debt, feeds into the company's lower cost of capital because debt is actually cheaper um, than equity. So from a risk factor, it'll carry a lower risk point on it. But from what we can see, the company is generating more than enough cash flow um, to be able to manage this high level of debt. So that doesn't seem to be a big concern right now. Finally, the last thing I want to look at when I'm looking at a company's uh, financial situation is the quality of the company's assets. How much, uh, what is the ratio of, of tangible assets that the, or intangible assets the company has relative to, to total assets? You want to buy companies that have solid, uh, tangible, uh, high quality assets. And so when I looked at the company's uh, uh, intangibles came in at about 12%, which is pretty low. For me, my threshold is usually about 20. Um, any company that has over 20%, I get a little bit concerned about the quality of the company's assets, and I'm looking at whether if the company were to enter some really difficult times, does it have the capital to sustain itself? And the fact of the matter is if you have a lot of tangible assets, then you are a much stronger business from that side of it. Excuse me. So the next thing that I'm going to look at then, and an important thing we need to look at as investors, is looking at some of the risks associated with the business. What is out there that could potentially take this company down? What are the competitive risks? What are the political risks, uh, environmental risks that are out there that potentially could prove to be headwinds for this company and could ultimately impact its ability to create wealth? So there's a few. Uh, one centers in around... Uh, Amazon. Amazon has made a really big foray into developing uh, their own uh, shipping infrastructure. And recently, uh, it got to the point where um, they cut the contract with FedEx, or FedEx literally cut, cut the contract. And I think that had an impact on the stock price. And then I'll get to the stock price in a sec. Um, it kind of freaked out a lot of people because right now with Amazon, anytime they seem to be wanting to get into something, it tends to negatively impact other companies. And so when the, it was announced that FedEx was going to stop using working with Amazon and shipping their stuff, uh, the market kind of freaked out and the, and the stock's been kind of languishing uh, around that. The reality check 
that you got to have around it is that business, that, that account for, the Amazon account for FedEx, um, really represented about 6% of total revenues, which is not a lot. And this is, that's an amount that uh, FedEx can make up in petty cash. It's not a big deal. Um, the other risk factor, I guess, is, is this Amazon getting into the base and uh, uh, kind of trying to enter that last mile overnight space that FedEx has really kind of invented and have really nurtured and it's, it's a major part of the business. And uh, uh, there's a risk that if Amazon really grows and really grows crazy, crazily, if that's a word, um, that they could take a bite out of some of FedEx's uh, core business. So that's out there. But right now, if, you know, if you're just looking at the, just, you know, the tail of the tape, this is right now, as I said, you know, FedEx has like 680 planes, Amazon has like 60. So you know, FedEx has like 10 times the infrastructure that Amazon has. So even though Amazon is putting more money and growing this part quite a bit, it's still not a hell of a lot compared to what, it, what FedEx has got going. So that's the risk. Amazon is out there, and it has been a factor in where the stock price has been. Uh, second weather uh, risk is, you know, it's essentially are the economic risks. Oops. Are the economic risks. You know, shipping is really a, um, a bellwether. And a lot of people view FedEx to be a bellwether stock in the sense that if FedEx is going full speed, that means goods are being shipped, which means companies out there are doing business, which means the economy is growing and healthy. So, you know, if the economy is not doing well, then chances are FedEx is not going to be doing well. So a lot of people look at FedEx as an indicator of a forward-looking indicator, and not just FedEx, the other companies, UPS, uh, also is in, you throw that into the mix uh, as bellwethers, as kind of a fore, foreshadowing of what future economic growth is going to be. So right now, if you're looking at it, a lot of the, the, the data points out there are showing that right now we're in a down cycle or going into a down cycle. So ultimately that can have a negative impact on the, on the company's stock price. And so potentially, you know, we could be a point right now, and this is essentially what got me into FedEx, is that if we are truly in a down cycle in the economy, then FedEx is probably going to be trading at a discount. And again, as one of the core tenets of investing is buying low and selling high, maybe this is a good time, I'm thinking maybe this is a good time to start building a position in FedEx. So, so far, you know, we're looking at the nature of the business. It seems it's the best of breed organization. Um, really sticky customers, it's a really got a solid value proposition, it's creating tangible wealth for its shareholders, solid financial position. It's been discounted because of a lot of potential competitive risks. But, so there's a lot of things here that are facing, that are kind of have been weighing on FedEx, but the question ultimately becomes as investors, if this truly is a best of breed company creating tangible wealth, um, is the stock cheap? Maybe this, is this a good time to get into the stock? So when I started looking at FedEx, the only reason I got started into FedEx is at one point the stock was trading at about 235 
uh, dollars a share, and then it's just proceeded over the last while to drop as low as $150 a share. And that's kind of where I started to pay attention on this and kind of wanted to dig a little deeper on it because I was thinking because it maybe we're at a point if the economy is really slowing down that this is a stock that could actually be um, trading at a discount. It may be a great time to buy low. So I started looking at some of the uh, valuation metrics on it. On a relative basis, if you were to compare on a multiple you know, forward PE, um, forward PE basis, it's trading at about, last I stacked, it's trading at about 10 times uh, forward PE. Now, just to give you perspective, UPS is trading, was trading at about 14.8 times earnings, forward earnings, and the median transport company was trading at about 18.4. So to me, this is telling me that on a relative basis compared to other companies, it's looking cheap. Now on a discounted cash flow basis, uh, from valuation models I've been seeing, I've seen the stock value at between 196 to $235. And as I said, I started getting looking at this stock when it was about 150. So from that perspective, if the stock has got a valuation between around 200 bucks, it's trading at 150 right now, I'm thinking maybe there's about 20, 25% potential uh, opportunity here um, In the stock. So <clears throat> I'm actually just looking at this and I think I just forgot another risk factor that just dawned on me uh, that I forgot to include here which is uh, China. It kind of feeds into this. Uh, it seems to be FedEx is under a little bit of a target by China right now. They're kind of getting a little bit of a kind of getting bullied around a little bit by China. The, uh, the country is accusing FedEx of kind of not doing some funny business with respect to shipping certain goods in China and has taken a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of bashing by China. So, and China is a big market for the company. So another risk factor is if the trade, you know, trade wars, the trade trash talking continues and gets heightened, um, will American companies like FedEx um, have a big target, big bullseye on their, on their back and get kind of taken down by the Chinese government. Um, so that is another uh, risk factor on that side. Sorry, forgot to include that in my, uh, my write-up there. So going back to it, at the end of the day, to me, <clears throat> this is the best of breed shipping company, logistics company. Uh, very sticky, loyal customers who will come back over and over again. Company generates strong economic profit around 17% versus nine. Return on equity around 16%. Solid financial position. Um, there are risks. Amazon is out there, but the reality is Amazon was a really small potatoes and really not a big part of their revenue stream. Um, it is an economic bellwether, and all signs right now are pointing to it being in a down cycle, and that's kind of how where the stock has gone from 235 to 2150. The reality is, if that's the case, and this is a company that in a, in a down cycle, is continuing to generate strong returns on invested capital, high ROE, it's trading at a discount compared to other companies, 
And on a valuation, on a discounted cash flow perspective, it seems to be, um, there seems to be about 20, 25% upside on it. So when I figured all this stuff is, to me, FedEx right now seems to be like a quintessential buy, you know, cyclical stock that it's in a down period of its cycle. And so, you know, the, one of the tenets of investing is buy low and sell high. When do you buy stocks low? You buy them when they're in the low parts of their cycle. So I love to look for companies that can create tangible wealth in a low part of their cycle. And so when I look at FedEx, it seems to be having all those ingredients um, to, as a classic, buy low, sell high stock. And so when I factored all these elements together, uh, I thought at the end of it, this might be a really good opportunity to start building a small position. So that ultimately, all these factors, after answering all these questions, I, I came to a comfort level saying, you know what, I think I'm going to buy into this stock. So I opened up a small position in FedEx at about 150, and then it went down to actually 138, and I bought some more to lower my cost base. So I'm buying low, and I'm buying low under the, undercept on the understanding. You know what, it might stay here at this level, and it actually might even go lower. And if that's the case, I'm, I'm happy to just nibble away and just keep buying a little bit, little bit, little bit and, and build up a position in it. So there you go. That's my uh, sort of my mind map decision of my decision to buy shares in FedEx. If you're interested, you can check out my other videos of other investment decisions that I've uh, made and considered. Uh, on my website, sageinvestors.ca. Just look at the mind maps video section. As I said also, this video is also available in podcast format. You can uh, download it through the website, sageinvestors.ca, as well as through Apple Podcasts. Feel free to subscribe and leave some comments. Love to hear your feedback on my analysis. So there you go. That's my uh, video, my mind map video on my decision to buy FedEx. My name is Amon Reina, and I'm an investment coach at Sage Investors. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for watching in. We'll catch you again another time. Bye-bye.